Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered all throughout July with all the odds, props, promos, and parlays for baseball, WNBA, MMA, boxing, and more. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. That's the whole purpose of podcasts. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose. And we appreciate that you have decided to stop in today, however, and whenever you may be listening. We've got a great show planned for you today. I wanted to talk about a story that we have been following relatively closely compared to some of these national news stories for the past couple months. Uh, Really going back a couple years, we started following this story, but all of the information has picked up over the last couple months. It's the Oakland Athletics trying to move their baseball team to Las Vegas. Major League Baseball's complicit behavior in trying to get the team out of Oakland and move them to Las Vegas, wanting that stadium situation to be resolved no matter how they get there because Major League Baseball owners don't want to pay revenue sharing to the Oakland Athletics and John Fisher, the owner of the team who has made uh, one of these all-time great experiments with a baseball team, which is how little can you pay in order to fund a Major League Baseball team? Because he's collecting about $200 million in revenue sharing from Major League Baseball, making almost nothing in revenue from the team, and John Fisher and the Oakland Athletics are still one of the five most profitable teams in all of baseball. And the Oakland Athletics have a tentative stadium deal agreed to in Las Vegas. They have the funding for the stadium done in Las Vegas. Now, there's some hiccups to how that will end up being preceded. Like, for example, who's going to front the preliminary costs of the stadium? The stadium's going to cost approximately $1.5 billion, and the Oakland Athletics are getting about $300 million in funding from the state of Nevada and the city of Las Vegas. Some are through repayable bonds. Some of them are from tax breaks. But ultimately, it's about $300 million in funding proposed from the city. And there's debates about how they are going to get 
the initial funding for the stadium. Uh, the Astros are building the stadium on the site of the Tropicana in Oakland, and the Tropicana is a former casino slash hotel that's about to be torn down and turned into a stadium. They only have about nine acres of land and the smallest stadium in which there's a retractable roof in baseball is built on about 15 to 18 acres of land. So they don't know how they're going to be able to put a retractable roof on the stadium. For those who don't know, that's kind of a deal breaker in Las Vegas because it's like 118 degrees during the summer days in Las Vegas. It's in the middle of the desert. It's especially problematic given that the desert in Phoenix, the desert in Central California, and the desert in Nevada have all been experiencing record high temperatures in the middle of July because climate change is going to affect the future of these desert these desert landscapes that don't have a whole lot of water and don't have a whole lot of reserves. Uh, in terms of like the Colorado River Basin and rivers over in Sacramento and Nevada, like where I am, it's going to start being a problem and you're going to see some record high heats in a lot of these places. So there has to be a retractable roof stadium for the Oakland Athletics in order to have that stadium function on the Tropicana site. There's all sorts of hiccups that could be along the way to getting a stadium deal done within the next few years. In addition to the fact that Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, has said that the A's haven't proposed a place they're going to play in the three years in between when the stadium deal gets built in Las Vegas and when their lease expires in Oakland after next season. They have not they have not submitted their application for relocation, although that's probably expected to happen sometime this offseason. There's some hiccups along the way, but there's a really interesting story developing as the Oakland Athletics the worst team in the history of baseball for much of the season is going to potentially move the team to Las Vegas over a dragged out two year process since they started uh, turning their attention towards a stadium deal in Las Vegas, which was kind of around in April. And the last time we did a show here on the Take It Easy podcast talking about the Oakland Athletics was when the Nevada State Legislature was meeting back in June to figure out the proposal for the stadium deal. And we talked about how this story would be incredibly funny if it wasn't so sad what was happening to the Oakland Athletics. And by the way, in June, they got the stadium deal secured, essentially. And the last time we did a podcast on this Oakland Athletics story, I'm trying to go back and find it here. The last time we did the story on the Oakland Athletics was May 31st, 2023. And May 31st, was right around when they were meeting with the legislature. They eventually had four special sessions, which each cost about $250,000 for the state of Nevada because the governor wanted to spearhead the baseball team moving to Nevada. And so the governor called a special session and then it took four more days uh, or it really it took four extra days beyond the 170 something day legislative session, which by the way, for those who don't know and, and hadn't been following this story closely, uh, Casey Pratt and Brody Brazil are two great follows on YouTube. If you want details on this story, um, the Oak, the Nevada state legislature meets once every two years for just about six months. 
And at the end of the six month meeting, they adjourn until two years from now or, you know, 18 months later when they reconvene for a legislative session. And so they ended up having four days of special session. They ended up approving a revised deal on the proposal from the A's. They had the president of the A's, Dave Cavill, get questioned and him getting some uh, some interesting responses, shall we say, from the Nevada State Legislature. I'm going to play a couple of them here. I want to get this correct. You've all called us in here for a special session and are asking minimally for the state to give you all $36 million per year for the next five years for a taxpayer-funded stadium at the same time that the governor has vetoed funding for summer school, a bill to support children's mental health, a bill requiring paid family leave, all because the governor said we couldn't afford them. Can you explain to me why we need to provide hundreds of millions of dollars for a billionaire team to come to the Las Vegas Strip on some of the most valuable property in the world if we can't provide funding for critical resources like summer school and healthcare. And to follow up on that, I guess my specific question is, can you explain to me why this is such a good deal that we should agree that no taxes generated on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana should go to these critical state and local services for the next 30 years. Uh, Steve Hill, um, we don't really have standing to uh, talk about um, some of the questions that you asked that are outside of um, this. Um, the reason that we are asking um, for this proposal. Let's say the A's want a player tomorrow. I'm just trying to understand how much time would you invest in doing that? Would it be fair for me to say that it probably takes months? For that negotiation, weeks, days. I'm just trying to understand it. Here's what, where I'm at. When did we start talking about potentially hosting this team here in Las Vegas? I would say the, the conversation started in earnest in early February. Early February of this year. So in early February of this year is when we first have that idea. And then 10 days ago is when we, we, see, we have an opportunity to see some language and, and have some type of conversation. I believe and having had an opportunity just to do some basic research, that at times we've invested a significant amount of time, much longer than several months, in just the conversations about transferring a player. And we're talking about transferring a whole team. That didn't answer my question. So again, it's a yes or no. Will you willingly commit to pay the live entertainment tax in the near future to fix the equity issue that exists? Like I said, we are committed to... Um, being a great community partner in Southern Nevada um, and investing, you know, over a billion dollars to ensure that, that still does not answer the question, sir. I'm asking you directly, yes or no? Will you commit to paying the equity issue that we see existence for the live entertainment tax? The, the legislation, as it's currently envisioned, you know, does not contemplate that. Um, the project is based on you know what is currently proposed, and so we we've been focusing on that as really the path forward uh, for the team and for the community. Thank you. I mean, I find that disingenuous. I asked you directly, you're going to be capturing this as part of your legislation, yet you can't even commit to doing it yourself. Why are they leaving Oakland? Okay. 
There's been a strong relationship there for decades. Mr. Fisher has been criticized for not putting enough dollars back into the stadium or his own team. And now he's going to relocate. And basically, the commitment that they had to the community that undoubtedly at one time was strong is going away. And one of the selling points you're, you're presenting to us today is that the Oakland uh, A's are going to come here and be the Las, uh, Las Vegas A's and have a strong commitment to the community. But I have this sensation that they're abandoning a community that they undoubtedly made very similar commitments to in the past. They went through the whole legislature process, and the thing that we talked about on May 31st when we were doing this show, which we called the despicable story of the 2023 Oakland Athletics, if you want to scroll back through our podcast archives, May 31st is the first episode we did on the Oakland Athletics. And the main point that we talked about them is this story would be incredibly funny if it wasn't so infuriating what was happening here where a baseball team that has proposed stadium deals over the past couple years to remain in Oakland that does not want to pay public financing for a stadium deal yet reluctantly is willing to pay public financing on a Howard terminal which is on the waterfront in the bay a waterfront stadium deal for the Oakland Athletics to stay in Oakland for the fe- for the next 40 years the proposal has been made reluctant to pay public financing on a stadium deal however the city has made a deal that will pay for public financing at about the levels that Nevada is willing to put in in order to get a stadium deal in Las Vegas and the Oakland Athletics have essentially made the call that we are we are in the market of getting a stadium deal done as fast as possible and that means going to Nevada because Nevada is willing to offer us prime real estate in exchange for a stadium deal that we can get done by the end of the year so that baseball doesn't stop its revenue sharing proposals for us. And by the way, baseball will be willing to waive the relocation fee in order to make that work for the Houston, uh, for the Oakland athletics and baseball is essentially making it the case now. Hey, Oakland, we don't care about you. We are ready to move. We're going to the the ownership group wants to make the move to Las Vegas and we're going to stand behind them because we just want this stadium deal to be done. One so that we don't have to worry about paying revenue sharing to the Oakland A's anymore, which for those who don't know, baseball has a socialistic structure in which they pay about $200 million every year to teams to prevent them from failing financially, which The Oakland Athletics would be in a position to potentially fail financially given some of their practices in business over the last 20 years of cutting costs at every turn, not funding a minor league deal properly, having a stadium in the Coliseum that has concrete falling on top of people and has basically not been maintained by either the city of Oakland or the team for close to about 10 years. The Oakland Athletics have found themselves in a position in which they've made the call that they are going to go to great lengths to move the team to Las Vegas and baseball is going to be complicit in allowing them to take that team out of Oakland despite the fact Oakland has now lost a football team to Las Vegas the basketball team moved over to a privately funded stadium in the bay along the last good piece of waterfront real estate in San Francisco and the baseball team is gutting its payroll trading away a team that would have if they had kept the team together would have had four all-stars 
starting in the All-Star game this year. Sean Murphy played for the A's last year. He started in the All-Star game for the Braves. Matt Olson was an All-Star for the Braves. He was uh, Oakland A's first baseman for a bunch of years. Marcus Semien, longtime Oakland A and previous MVP finalist for the A's. He was a starter in the All-Star game for Texas. Jonah Heim was the starting catcher for Texas in the All-Star game. He was just salary dumped by the Oakland A's. Matt Chapman, a former All-Star, he now plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. Mark Canna now plays for the New York Mets. Chris Bassett now plays for the Toronto Blue Jays. Like the Oakland Athletics essentially gutted a team that was good enough to make the playoffs. And by gutting their team, they put themselves in a position in which they are going to tear the team to the ground, follow the playbook for relocating a team, trade away a team that was playoff caliber good for three years. Yes, they lost in the wild card. Yes, they beat the Astros during the the COVID season, the pandemic season. They won the American League West over the Astros, lost to the Astros in the playoffs, but nonetheless were the closest any team in that division has come to catching the Astros over the last seven years. They gutted the team. They traded away their best players for prospects that haven't turned out, and they fielded the worst baseball team in the history of Major League Baseball through two months of the season, which, by the way, would have been incredibly funny to talk about just how incredible their records were. On Saturday last week, the Oakland A's were playing the Houston Astros, and they won the game 4-1. to one. It was the first time this season the Oakland A's had won a baseball game against an AL West team where they didn't have to win it in their last inning of the game. They had four wins in 29 games against the AL West. The four games they won, they all won during the last inning, the 10th or the 9th or the bottom of the 8th. They won every single game against the American League West in the last inning. This is the worst baseball team in the history of baseball. And the problem is all of the all-time records aren't going to show that this is the worst baseball team of all time because the Oakland Athletics won seven games in a row while the team was holding legislative meetings with the city of Las Vegas and the state of Nevada back in June while these meetings were going on, while reverse boycotts were being held at the stadium, the Oakland Athletics won seven straight games. And by the way, they've won seven straight games, and they're still the worst team in baseball, and they're still on pace to lose 120 games, which for those who aren't keeping track, only two teams in the last 60 years have lost 120 games in a baseball regular season. And so that's where we said this story would be really funny if it wasn't so infuriating that this is the worst team in the history of baseball and the fact that they're the worst team in the history of baseball is funny that we get to live through that. They're breaking records that were set by like the 1908 Washington Senators. But at the same time, the reason it's the worst team in the history of baseball is because they had a team that beat the Astros for the American League West title three years ago, and they gut the team, they gut the payroll, they stopped funding a lot of programs within the organization, a lot of people lost their jobs, they cut costs at every turn, are fielding the worst product in baseball, so that they can then turn around and move the team to Las Vegas. And that is absolutely infuriating 
if you're someone who is living in Northern California or knows people who have been lifelong Oakland A's fans who their spirit has been broken by 20 years of this team being owned by John Fisher and at every turn betraying the fan base, betraying the team and betraying the uh, the players who play for the team by immediately trading them as soon as anything good happens within the organization. And players leave Oakland and immediately see their careers flourish. We're seeing it with Matt Olson. We're seeing it with Sean Murphy, who are two of the most instrumental pieces on the best offense in baseball in Atlanta. We're seeing it with Texas and Marcus Semien and Jonah Heim, both of whom were, uh, well, Jonah Heim was sent by a salary dump to the Texas Rangers and is now one of the best catchers in baseball. Marcus Semyon left Oakland because Oakland wouldn't sign him to a long-term extension, then played for Toronto and finished as an MVP finalist. It's absolutely infuriating what has happened to that team and to that organization that had star players drafted and developed through the organization, fan favorites, and were traded away in exchange for the cheapest baseball team money could buy. And the money that they're using is revenue sharing money because baseball has a socialistic system in order to keep teams afloat, which by the way, great idea when we're talking about helping to fund player salaries and keeping these teams like socialistic principle. Awesome. All in favor of it, not in favor of it when it's used as justification for gutting payroll, betraying a fan base and taking a team out of the city that they've spent 60 years in. And so that was the update that I wanted to talk about with this story today. Again, if you want the full picture of that, we did a full podcast May 31st talking about how despicable the Oakland Athletics have been. And in the two months since, there's been two major updates, one of which we just outlined a little bit with the Oakland Athletics getting uh, $300 million in funding tentatively from the state of Nevada. Um, Again, they have the site of the deal they want to build on, which is the Tropicana, although there's questions about whether the Tropicana site is even feasible for a stadium deal and whether or not they can build a retractable roof on the stadium and who's going to front the initial costs of the stadium. So the Tropicana is where they'd like to build the stadium in Las Vegas, They've gotten $300 million in funding from the state of Nevada to build that stadium. And the other part of the deal that has come up in the time since is the pushback by the fan base in Oakland. On, Jul- on June 14th, which was when the legislature was meeting to determine the future of the stadium deal, back on June 14th, the Oakland A's held a reverse boycott night at the Oakland at the Coliseum and they sold 30,000 tickets for the game. They had these t-shirts that say sell. I have my version of the sell t-shirt. If you check out the YouTube videos that Juju Talk Sports and I did this week, you'll see me wearing the sell t-shirt on YouTube. They have these green t-shirts that say sell. They held this giant reverse boycott. 30,000 people showed up, which was basically the most that had showed up to the game since opening day for the athletics. And they had moments of silence for the 50, uh, what was it? The 55 years that the organization has been in Oakland. They held sell the team chants. They, they uh, chanted fuck John Fisher. They had signs in the outfield. They brought the drums out, the famous drums that uh, people would play in the outfield for the Oakland A's. And 
it was basically a party atmosphere to try and boycott the team. And then the A's made the PR move of instead of playing into the fact that we had to give all this money to uh, John Fisher's pockets, the A's played into it by donating the money that came from the game instead of John Fisher pocketing it, which would have proved their point even more. They donated the $800,000 they made from the game to charity or announced they would. That doesn't necessarily mean they did, but they at least announced that they would donate the money to charity and the Oakland A's ended up winning that game as part of the seven-game win streak and it was a huge national story with the reverse boycott. I got some FOMO for missing out on the reverse boycott. They had 30,000 people in the stands, and it was a really cool idea. And they took one of the sell t-shirts and brought it to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. And then the next day, Rob Manfred got on, uh, was being interviewed, and he gave a comment that I literally thought was a parody. I had to look up twice to make sure that it wasn't a fake quote attributed to Rob Manfred when he said to dismiss the Oakland fan base, well, it's good to hear that Oakland got a league average attendance for one game. Just outright dismissing the Oakland fan base, which is crazy in part because the stadium deal is not yet guaranteed to be done in Las Vegas. There's a chance that the A's will still end up in Oakland at the end of all of this at a stadium deal at Howard terminal. And the second aspect of it is just outright dismissing the fan base is only going to make them more pissed and only doubling down. And it's doubling down on the fact that major league baseball is totally complicit in moving the team out of Las or moving the team out of Oakland to Las Vegas. They do not care about Oakland. They do not care about the fan base in Oakland, which is kind of crazy because even on the way out the door with the Seattle Supersonics and even on the way out the door with the San Diego Chargers or the St. Louis Rams, even on their way out the door, baseball and, or sorry, the NBA and the NFL were at the very least cordial about the cities and they were at the very least upset on behalf of the cities or at least faked it. Baseball isn't even faking that they don't care about Oakland. They're just outright saying that they don't care about Oakland. And that's why I, th- I thought that couldn't be a fake quote because that's just a terrible publicity move by Major League Baseball. Like, you could at least fake that you're sad you're leaving Oakland and leaving behind that market. But now that football has left Oakland behind for Las Vegas, now that basketball has left Oakland behind in part for San Francisco across the Bay, but more specifically the football and basketball aspects of it, like they didn't even fake that they don't care. It's like trendy to leave Oakland. They want to get a stadium deal done in Las Vegas so they can work to get major league baseball expansion in Nashville or in Salt Lake city or something like that. They don't even want to be like, Oh, if the A's leave to go to Las Vegas, then Oakland will be a city right at the top of the list for an expansion team. They're not even faking that one. They're just like, nope, see you later, Oakland. We will never be back. Good riddance to you. We don't want to be there anymore. And that's why I couldn't believe it was real after the reverse boycott. Baseball dropped the ball on that, especially considering the A's might end up still being in Oakland at the end of all of this. And look, maybe if Oakland becomes the viable option again, maybe Rob Manfred will change his tone on the Oakland stadium deal. Maybe that's where this is all headed is that Rob Manfred will 
change his tune on Oakland if the A's decide that they have interest in getting back to the Howard Terminal Stadium deal or whatever it may end up being. It's just crazy to see that in the midst of Oakland fans protesting the organization and protesting Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball is scoffing at them, which... From a publicity, like, if baseball doesn't care, fine, but at the very least, just fake it, because then you're just going to piss people off even more, and then it's going to look even more incompetent. You should at least go through the effort of trying to lie to people and and say that you're sad about leaving. They're just, like, pissing off the people in Oakland even more, which is what led to the next version of a reverse boycott, which was Oakland fans pulling up to the Major League Baseball All-Star game in July, a month later, having protests outside the stadium at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, and then inside the stadium when Brent Rooker, who was the obligatory Oakland Athletics All-Star this year, when Brent Rooker came up to bat, they had sell-the-team chants going on all throughout the stadium. And not only did they have sell-the-team chants going on, they had... The they had the the people of Seattle getting in on the chance during the fifth inning of the game the same way that they did during the fifth inning of the reverse boycott where during the reverse boycott they had sell the team chance planned for the top of the fifth inning and the bottom of the fifth inning they had moments of silence they had all sorts of organized chants they organized those outside the stadium in Seattle and got a really loud sell the team chant that Major League Baseball had to doctor on the. Um, Major League Baseball All-Star Game broadcast to make it sound like they weren't chanting sell the team in the middle of the fifth inning. And then when Brent Rooker came up to bat for the Oakland Athletics for the first time, they had a pre-planned out interview with Ken Rosenthal talking to Shohei Otani as the audio over the at-bat so that you couldn't hear the sell the team chants through the broadcast. Major League Baseball actively working to try and undermine the reverse boycotts on their on their broadcasts, despite the fact that everyone has social media. Everyone was able to hear it on the actual broadcast. They tried to make they they first of all turned down the crowd noise when the sell the team sell the team chants started in the fifth inning, and then. When Brent Rooker came up to bat, they had a premeditated interview with Ken Rosenthal talking to Shohei Otani and his interpreter that they played over the sell the team chants that they knew were coming when Brent Rooker came up to bat. And so baseball has protests against the Oakland A's and by Seattle Mariners fans and all sorts of fans, because again, I've been to the baseball all-star game a couple of years ago. There's People from every fan base in and around the ballpark, even if it's just a handful of jerseys for a handful of teams, it's representation across baseball. And you saw a solidarity chant with Oakland because people recognize it's super messed up what baseball is doing. And the reason more people are recognizing this is because baseball isn't even going through the playbook to hide the fact that they want to move the team to Las Vegas or at the very least are complicit in John Fisher moving the team to Las Vegas. They aren't even going through the process of hiding it. They are having quotes about how they want to prioritize Las Vegas, how Oakland's fan base hasn't supported the team and the or- and the city hasn't come to the negotiating table, which then led to what happened the day after the All-Star game that was absolutely badass, which was 
the mayor of Oakland, Sheng Tao, she went to Seattle for the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. She tried to meet with Rob Manfred, tried to meet with Major League Baseball officials, couldn't really get a meeting. So what Sheng Tao did was she went to Ken Rosenthal, who is the premier Major League Baseball reporter. They went to Ken Rosenthal, and Ken Rosenthal did a story, a sit-down interview with Sheng Tao talking about the Oakland Stadium deal and everything they've tried to work through for the past few months. And then Sheng Tao gave Ken Rosenthal documents that planned out the stadium deal in Oakland, documents on funding, documents that they had agreed to when meeting with baseball four years ago. And Ken Rosenthal made all of the documents public. And then Sheng Tao went to Casey Pratt of ABC7 in Oakland and gave him all the documents and he made all the documents public that the city of Oakland, the baseball team, and Major League Baseball had negotiated years ago. And it contradicted a whole lot of what Rob Manfred had been saying for the last three months on behalf of Fisher, which was lying and saying that Oakland hadn't come to them with a serious stadium proposal. Oakland hadn't hadn't met with baseball about public financing and because Oakland wasn't interested they moved on to Las Vegas and have made Las Vegas the priority ever since April like just the most badass move not just by Mayor Tao but also Ken Rosenthal because during Brent Rooker's at bat during the all-star game Ken Rosenthal was the one who was forced because he's the the sideline reporter for the Fox broadcasts Ken Rosenthal, who, by the way, doesn't work at MLB Network anymore because MLB Network doesn't like Ken Rosenthal and Rob Manfred has problems with Ken Rosenthal. And because of the way that he's reported the sport, Ken Rosenthal is no longer allowed to work at MLB Network, but is allowed to work at Fox because Fox doesn't have a direct partnership with baseball. Fox has creative control on who gets to be on their broadcasts. Because Ken Rosenthal was forced to do an interview with Shohei Otani that silenced the Oakland Athletics protests during Brent Rooker's at-bat, Ken Rosenthal the next day publishes all of the detailed documents against Major League Baseball and, and proving that they are lying about Oakland's stadium deal proposal and funding for the stadium and stuff of that sort. Just a badass move by Ken Rosenthal. He can't say anything on the broadcast about the Oakland A's because Fox does have a partnership with Major League Baseball and they weren't going to rock the boat and make the Oakland A's protests more vocal and push back against baseball on their broadcast. They are a league partner with baseball. So when Ken Rosenthal is doing an interview with Shohei Otani that that silences the sell the team chance on Brent Rooker's at bat, the next day Ken Rosenthal comes out and drops the report with Sheng Tao and the interview, the sit down interview they did talking about the stadium deal in Oakland and how effed up it is that Major League Baseball is trying to take that team out of Oakland, gut the payroll, and field literally the worst team in the history of baseball to make it seem more plausible that they are going to leave Oakland because nobody shows up to those baseball games. And by the way, there's good reason nobody shows up to those baseball games. If you're an Oakland A's fan, John Fisher has broken your spirit over the last 20 years 
broken your spirit if you're an Oakland A's fan. It has gone from loving the team to breaking your heart to apathy. And the worst thing you can have in a baseball experience or a sports fandom is apathy. And that's where Oakland is now. It has gone from we love this team to this team broke our heart to now Oakland A's fans are just apathetic about what is happening with the team. Whether it's Oakland A's fans in Oakland, in the East Bay, in Walnut Creek, in Lodi, in San Jose, in Sacramento, in Reno, Nevada, like wherever the Oakland A's fans are around Northern California, it has just turned to we don't care. You have torn this team to the ground time and time again. In 2002, with the Moneyball seasons, in 2007, in 2014, in 2021, they have torn the team to the ground time and time again. You have broken their spirit. You're trying to move the team out of the city. A's fans will show up if you give them a reason to, like a reverse boycott, to protest the team. Their spirit has been broken over the years. And now you have baseball trying to do them dirty and Oakland pushing back on it with reverse boycotts in June, boycotts at the All-Star Game. And now this week, which is the reason I wanted to bring this up, the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland Athletics are playing in the Bay Area series. By the time you're listening to this, the series might be over. But Tuesday night, there was a reverse boycott for the Giants and the Athletics in solidarity of trying to keep the team in Oakland. Oakland A's fans posted up outside the stadium. They had a whole bunch of signs, a whole bunch of protests, uh, a few t-shirts that were reading sell the team. Uh, The same way the green t-shirt says sell, they had black t-shirts. And I wanted to go out there because I had FOMO of missing the first reverse boycott. It was super cool to see them protest at the All-Star Game. I've been watching Oakland A's games periodically all season because I work at a radio station that covers the Oakland A's, so you literally have to pay me in order to watch the Oakland A's. But if you pay me to watch the A's, I will watch the A's. And I'm seeing all of the banners in right field talking about selling the team and protesting the, the Las Vegas A's. I've seen that Major League Baseball has tried to edit videos of the Oakland A's games to edit those signs out of the broadcast. They've photoshopped protest signs out of the broadcast in Oakland. They've tried to photoshop people into the crowd. They've tried to photoshop out protesting signs. Baseball has done everything they can to try and suppress the Oakland Athletics and their pro the Oakland Athletics fans and their protests against the team so that they can move ahead with moving out of Oakland. And it's working to a certain extent by convincing some people that Oakland doesn't care about this team and that they'd be better off going to Las Vegas. It's working in some capacities, but it's not going to be something that is going to be able to continue and it's not going to be something that's going to be able to... It's not going to be something that's sustainable, and so I wanted to go out and support the people who are protesting the A's. Uh, Last Dive Bar, which does some stuff in with the Oakland A's, they've formed a protest unit. Uh, the Oakland 68s, which is, by the way, 68 is when the team first moved to Oakland. Oakland 68s have been uh, putting together the t-shirt sales and protests and reverse boycotts. They've put that stuff together. Oaklandish.com, they were the ones who produced the reverse boycott sell t-shirts. And it was all really, really cool to watch and really 
I wanted to be there to support it. So on Tuesday, I went out to San Francisco. I went to the reverse boycott, and it was super cool. And that's why I wanted to draw some attention to it here on this podcast, because what they're doing to try and keep the team in Oakland has been super remarkable. And the reason that I wanted to draw attention to this is not because it's going to guarantee that the A's will stay in Oakland. Because it's going to guarantee that Major League Baseball can't do the city dirty and can't do the organization, and the organization won't be able to force John Fisher to sell. The reason that primarily I want to bring attention to this is because we've seen grassroots movements that have saved teams from relocating before. We've seen organizations like the Sacramento Kings where I live right now, a grassroots movement is the reason that team stayed in Sacramento. Basketball had a deal in place to sell the team to a Seattle-based group for a record-selling price, and they were going to move the team to Seattle. And if a record-selling bidder were to buy the Oakland A's now, they could privately finance a stadium in Oakland. Joe Lacob of the Warriors is interested. Baseball doesn't like Joe Lacob. And the owner, John Fisher, has no indication that he wants to sell the team until he gets a new stadium deal, increases the price of the franchise by a billion dollars or so because he has this new uh, stadium financed on prime real estate in Nevada or in Oakland. And once he has a new stadium deal, he'll sell the team for an extra billion dollars. And there is... If someone wants to overpay for the team right now, they could save the team and keep it in Oakland. And it is grassroots movements like the Oaklandish people are working through right now, like we saw with the Sacramento Kings and keeping them in town, like we saw with the St. Louis Rams, which ultimately ended up moving because the, they did everything right. And then ultimately the NFL screwed them over. And by the way, the NFL had to pay a billion dollar settlement to the city of St. Louis for the Rams, uh, we saw a grassroots movement to keep the Warriors in the Bay Area came true when they sold the team to Lacob, and there's been all sorts of these movements that have kept teams in the cities that they're playing. The Minnesota Twins had a deal like this that got a new stadium. There's been all sorts of grassroots movements over the years that have kept teams in the cities that they've been playing in. And so if we draw attention to this Oakland team, which is the closest we're going to find to relocation in baseball since the Montreal Expos, if we bring attention to this grassroots movement and give it a voice, there is a chance that Major League Baseball won't allow the Oakland A's to move to Las Vegas and will change their tune by the time that they get to the winter meetings in December when they're expected to decide on Oakland relocation. Because when it came to the Sacramento Kings, it only took four months for the NBA to turn their favor from Seattle into turning their favor back to Sacramento. It only took four months. And in Oakland, a grassroots movement like this could be... We're now two months into the movement trying to generate publicity and backing for Oakland. We're two months in. Major League Baseball hasn't handled this all that well in terms of trying to control public perception. There is a real chance that you can keep the team in Oakland thanks to a grassroots movement like you're seeing with the Oaklandish people and the Last Dive Bar and people who have organized this incredible protest time and time again over the last couple months up here in Northern California. 
So yeah, let's save the Oakland Athletics. Protect the team, protect the city of Oakland, and stop Major League Baseball from doing something that is incredibly disrespectful and incredibly infuriating, which is going out of their way to take a team away from a city that has a fan base and 55 years of history and a plan in place to build a stadium deal in Oakland. So supporting a grassroots movement like that is something that I wanted to draw attention to here on the show because they organized an awesome reverse boycott on Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We've got episodes every single day, Monday through Friday. uh, Well, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, three days a week. Occasional wired ups on Sundays as well. We'll probably get more into that once the college football season ramps up and rolls around. Thank you so much for continuing to support this program. I'm super excited for all these opportunities and all of your incredible support. We'll talk to you again. And in the meantime, until the next show, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.